Welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and uh, I got my sidekick along with me. You know, the co-host of this little adventure, Michelle <laughs> Saunders Guts. Michelle, been a while. Hey, hey, Teresa. It has been a while. You ready for some NFL? What am I not ready? Come on. <laughs> oh, that man. is true. We had quite a text string of messages. Uh, guys, of you, recent. If you could, if you could like see our like off the mic chatter, um, we have more comments about about because you know we watch a lot of NFL, um, and not just the three teams, but like for example, Michelle and I caught the Green Bay and uh, what was it Green Bay and Minnesota Vikings game or the what a game. Oh, oh man, God. guys, oh. oh. Yeah, that was and, and I I just sent her a comment. I'm like, this is why we love the NFL. Yes, <laughs> you know, did I have a, now granted, uh, you know, uh, you know, did I necessarily have a dog in that fight? Nah, I don't know, but it was just a good game. So, but we'll get to that because that actually plays into uh, the the stuff we're going to cover uh, today. Um. Before before we jump into the games and the teams and the, all the craziness that we're starting to do, I want to hit on a couple of announcements. Um, we're going to be submitting the podcast to the other directories, but you can find us on your favorite podcatcher right now. And you can find us on Twitter at Blazing Dutch. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a page um, at Blazing Dutch. And Michelle and I have spent... A good portion of last night and today kind of, you know, doing some things and tweaking it and, you know, all that kind of thing. Um, and we're actually going to be setting it up so that when the podcast is launched, it goes automatically to uh, the Facebook page. So you guys, you know, if you want to listen through there, be my guest. That's fine. So that's really cool. I'm really excited. Um, we got some cool things in the works for you guys. You know, and I mean, come on. I mean, you can't beat football. You know, <laughs> so, especially when we've got Thanksgiving coming up, right? Oh man, we got three games. Three games. Whoa! I at least I think I, I think it's going to be like three. Uh, I think one of them I'm not exactly sure. I'm I'm looking forward to it's like the Giants and the Texans or something like that. So, but we'll get to that one. We'll get to that one. You know, but. So let's 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 step back and let's go back to week. Let's see, we just did week ten. Let's go back to week ten. The Denver Broncos first. They kind of got their head handed to them, but because they got whooped on by the Eagles, thirty to thirteen. And you kind of have to wonder at this point, like, is there something that has to happen, like, uh, to kind of reset and re- redial in that team? <laughs> Talk about inconsistency. Oh, no kidding. And I mean, some of my really good friends who follow them are really, really frustrated. I don't blame them. I mean. Because you just come off of a win uh, over, uh, who was it, Dallas, I think it was? Yes. That was an incredible game. And and then you put out that kind of performance. Say what? Yeah, I don't, you know, was there any change in um, players or anything that transpired between that Dallas game? Not that I recall. 
I mean, the mm-hmm. only thing I can think, but it really didn't affect the Cardinals or I'm sorry, the Broncos, because uh, the guy was already on injured reserve anyway, is that Von Miller went over to the Rams. Yeah, that was a big deal. I mean, Von Miller, what a hero. What a hero for the Broncos. So, uh, yeah, that would do anything. I mean, that would major take a team down to their... Yeah, and you got to wonder, and, you know, that, that whole trade was like Von Miller for some draft picks, and I'm thinking... So we don't know whether you did well on this trade or not, and we won't know until the NFL draft comes around. Great. Exactly. What use was that again? <laughs> yeah, you, you really don't know. You know, it, it could have been Von Miller just said, I need a change, you know, too. True, true. You know, but I think we're going back to the same thing. I mean, you know, you've got extracurricular stuff going on, but we should not see a team that was playing so well on all three sides of the football come out and lay that kind of a game on on the field. I'm sorry. I don't know what the deal is, you know, but that was pretty bad. Yep, it was. It it was. And I'm really interested to see how they're going to play Kansas City coming up on Sunday. Oh, geez. Wow. That is going to be interesting. We should note that Denver had a bye on week 11. I mean, Sunday the 5th. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We're talking. Yeah. yeah, The 5th mm -hmm, of December. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, Denver had a bye this uh, past weekend, so they didn't play which I'm hoping maybe they reset themselves and come out and actually wanting to play. I mean, you know, we still have half a season to go. They need to focus on looking competent. I mean, that's the bottom line. They need to play consistent football and they need to play it competently. You know, and, and you, you know, it's not a, oh, we're suddenly going to play well in the fourth quarter. No, you kind of have to. And I think we've said this again and again, but it, it holds true. You have to play uh, through all four stretches of the game, quarter one, quarter two, quarter three and quarter four. You have to go out there and just lay it all on the line, you know, and just do it. I can't imagine how frustrated they all must be. You know, and their coach and the morale. And I mean, they just have, there's so many things that they need. Although to I, do. Will, I will say this there are 500 teams right now. You know, there are 500, they have a 500 record, but, you know, but does that mean that are they, are they a garbage team? No. Uh, they've shown that they can do things, but they've also shown they can really stink up the joint. So I would say at this point, they're more of an average team. Well, yeah, I, uh, I, I believe me, I know I get it because I, I, you know, like I said, I enjoy the Broncos as well, but I, but looking at and seeing, looking at the sampling of games that I have seen, I, I can't, I can't call them an elite team but they're not a garbage team. They're not the Jets and they're not the Texans. No, I mean, if we, if we compare them to, I guess, yes, we'll you say know? garbage, garbage at the bottom. Exactly. The next is average. I mean, as we prioritize, you know, 
and, the ranking. And, and, and speaking of the tech, well, we'll get to that in a minute. That was wow. I did not see that coming, but we'll get to that. Something happened with the Texans that I did not see coming at all, you know, but we'll get to that. Um, let's touch on, uh, let's see, let's touch on your chiefs. Michelle, give us a, um, Overall, what happened week 10 with the Chiefs? Who were they playing and how did they do? The Dallas Cowboys? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's been a little while, of course, since we're now up to past, you know, that. But I think their defense helped them win that game. Wait, hang on. Was that week 10 or 11? Um, Well, both both games, both games. Mm Mm-hmm. Their defense helped them win. And the last game, I mean, because we're talking, you know, two games right. back yeah, from I, the recent one. Yep, 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 yep. You know, I just, you know, now in retrospect, thinking that was when you started to see them come to the, you know, to me, they were just getting over that hump and that slump and then getting out there and, you know, actually making it happen. Actually, that was the first two quarters of that game, in my opinion, were well played. I mean, they had a lot of momentum. They were, that was when, you know, Mahomes and was starting to get his mojo back and the defense was stepping up and the offense was playing. They were all playing collectively together. And that was a really, really good game. You know, it's funny. Um, so I, uh, I follow uh, Ross Tucker. He's an NFL guy. And he releases a power um, ranking every Tuesday. And he actually, out of all 32 teams that are in the league, he had the Chiefs ranked number seven. Okay. And, you know, he was just saying, hey, we're starting to actually see them play, you know. Um, that's fair. I mean, that's fair compared to where they were and where they are, even though now they are the number one in the AFC West in terms of their record. I would agree. Now, I mean, could they, could they, could they uh, completely bomb it? Sure, they could. Oh, yeah. Are, are they, they going don't to? Play. Mm, I don't mm, know. Depends probably on, not. Depends on what team we're, we see going forward. I mean, it really does. Could the Broncos actually be uh, become a better team and play like they played uh, the Dallas Cowboys? Sure. Yeah, they could. Uh, will they? I have no clue. <laughs> yep. I don't either. I mean, It'll be a very, very, it'll be very, very telling. But, you know, there's been a lot of different articles, a lot of different conference, you know, press conferences, a lot of different perspectives. You hear Randy, you know, Andy Reid talking. I've listened, I listen to their press conference a lot. And just to hear the different perspectives and players. And of course, you know, I try to listen to those that are, you know, reporting on right. the games and yep. you send me things. and. I read a lot and I know you do too. So there's a lot of yeah, different perspectives. I actually found but... a, I found a, a podcast by the guy that actually does the radio commentary. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah. And I'm like, I better go ahead and subscribe to this since we do cover them. <laughs> so it's probably a good idea. You know, right? it, it, it's helpful, you know, so, um, but yeah, it, it's, um, I would say the chiefs are starting to come into their own. Are they going to be a playoff team? I don't know yet. I have to see them win a few more games before I could say definitively, yes, this is a playoff team. They have won their fourth victory in a row. And 
that has been behind a very dominant defensive performance. Um, I think their last recent game with the, the Cowboys was very, very telling. I mean, they didn't win that game easily. Mm. Let me ask you this. How has Mahomes and the offense been regarding ball security? You know, better. I think there's been some improvement there. I mean, I don't think they're to where they were when they were, you know, champions. Mm -hmm. But I do think that they have improved that. I think Patrick has worked on that a lot. Um, But I mean, there was still some turnover and interception or two. And, you know, just but I have seen quite an improvement in Mahomes' control of the ball. I mean, again, it's not like he's played in the, you know, when he was playing at the very top, mm-hmm. but he's had to make do some things differently. He's mm-hmm. had to, you know, I'm sure work on different things to get where he is now and how he's playing. I mean, he was a young player. I mean, he was very hungry doing all the wonderful things. But, you know, a quarterback then reaches that point of where what they were doing doesn't work anymore. Things Mm -hmm. change and you have to reshift, right? Right. And And, 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 and that's all part of the game. Right. And that really speaks to the league at large because now you have this because you've got two styles of football as it stands. Okay, you've got the old style, which is where the quarterback sits in the pocket and he makes his reads and he throws down the field. And it, if the receiver sees it, he, you know, and runs his route perfectly, then he catches the ball, so on and so forth. Well, now, you know, now, I mean, you've still got a few of those. Okay. You still got a few of those type of quarterbacks. Um, the one that the, I guess Tom Brady is the, um, the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are really, to me, those type of quarterbacks. They sit in the pocket and they look for the person they're going to throw the ball to. But then you've got this other style of football and uh, Lamar Jackson of the Ravens and um, Russell Wilson, although not as well, we'll get to him of the Seahawks. And uh, who's the other guy? Um, I can't remember the Rams quarterback, but these guys are runners. Okay. They, you know, if you flush them out of the pocket, now they become a danger to you because they run on the ground and it becomes a different style of football. And a lot of coaches are now playing and they're designing quarterback runs. And so that is very, very true. I mean, I don't know if you looked at um, any of the stats um, at all, or if you are into stats and I can say that Mahomes, from what I read, has moved up the charts in uh, the team record books. He had he has completed 23 of uh, 37 passes for 260 yards in the game. That's a he's definite moved, improvement. Yeah. yeah, he's moved past Bill Kenny. He's uh, also currently leading the NFL in his completions and passing yards while ranking second in passing touchdowns that's still you know so he's still he's still moving you know forward he is going uh forward and moving up but you know as compared to Kyler Murray as compared to like you said Aaron Rodgers Russell Wilson you know some you know so I don't know but I do know it's he's trending upward 
Now, here's the interesting thing. Okay, I want to kind of shift gears because there's another team that we we cover, and I'm th- this was a. When you look at the past two games, okay, so they um, the the week before last they played the Carolina Panthers, and I'm talking about the Arizona Cardinals, who, by the way, are sitting at the top of the conference, nine and two. Woohoo! Go Cards! Okay, nine and through two, and uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but I mean they went out and they played against the Carolina Panthers, and it oh god, I've seen some bad games that had to be one of the worst. They just laid it complete. I mean, I'm like, what the, you know, now I do have to say, say this. Um, Kyler was out because of a high ankle sprain. DeAndre Hopkins was out uh, because of a hamstring injury. But I don't think the way they played that in that Panthers game, I really don't think even those two could have saved them. Okay. It was bad. Mm, they it just was, were off. They were really off. It was none of them. No one showed up to play. No one. And yeah, they got, there's something about that. And you've seen every team do it. I mean, we do it as people. We do it as podcasters, right? They're just or even in all the things that we do, there's just days, you know, where you're just you don't want to show up. Yep. Yep. Oh, believe me. I'm sitting there. There are days I'm like, oh, it's a content creation day. Do I really want to do this? No, but I need to, you know, and, but it's, you know, like going to the gym. Uh, I don't want to show up. I don't want to be here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to work out. I don't, you know, it's like, oh, it takes a lot of inner, you know, strength and discipline, but you know, when you're paying, being paid what these guys are being paid, there's so much and so much pressure on you. And there's a lot. It was interesting because, um, you know, it was kind of one of those games you knew they were going to have a bad game. And I guess if you have to have a bad game, I'd rather they have it against a non-divisional opponent. You know, I'd rather they do that because, I mean, that and that's kind of a flush game to me. Yes, okay, it means they've lost too. But, 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 you know. It was necessary, though. Yeah. Because they were, you know, now they know that they have to get out there, you know, that they could lose their mojo they've got to play and got to keep performing absolutely uh ron wolfley who is uh one of the guys that i seriously respect as a commentator uh in the nfl um he's a former player he's just, he's really cool he's a believer i just have a lot of respect for him uh but he said you know flush it you know and move on uh, but do not emotionally do not flush it, absorb the loss, reflect on it, figure out what you could have done better. I think that's per- a great perspective. And I do think that helps you be better and keeps you humble and keeps you, you know, striving. Um, so Absolutely. that's all great. But then you move on to, um, what they did in Seattle and oh my goodness, this was the perfect I watched time. some of that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, Kyler Murray, again, was not playing. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, again, was not playing. Justin Pugh was not playing. And they still went out and put a whooping on uh, Russell Wilson, who is the mainline quarterback of that Seattle team. And they still kicked him around that field. I mean, and it was like, I mean, so like for the first play of that game, 
Okay, Seattle gets the ball, and the running back rips off an 18-yard run. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, you better put a clamp on this now. I don't like that. Do not, you know, and I'm, I, you know, I'm sitting there listening. And then all of a sudden, good old Chandler Jones and uh, uh, Isaiah Simmons drop Russell Wilson in two back-to-back sacks. And I'm like, that's more like it. Okay. <laughs> I think he was stunned. Well, and keep in mind, he, you know, he um, has just come off of a middle finger surgery. And yeah, so, he was like struggling there. Yeah, so he, he his throwing was just off, you know. But it mm-hmm. wasn't just that; it was like that offensive line for Seattle could not put a stop to the defense. The Cardinals' defense in that game won the line in, line of scrimmage, uh, pure and simple. It was just. No, okay, we're not what you saw in that Panthers game. We're going to come out. We're going to put a hurt on you. Yeah, well, that's yeah, just a warning to other teams when a team comes off, you know, a loss, a great loss, which is a good, you know, awareness for, you know, uh, the Chiefs. But the Broncos, I mean, they've got something to prove. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, of course, they've always been rivals. Chiefs and the Broncos. Oh, that's going to be a, a good game. I can't wait to listen it, to it. It is going to be quite a good game. It really will. And, you know, but, but I mean, but here's the interesting thing to me. Um, like last season, there was always that question of, you know, if Kyler Murray gets hurt, do we have a quarterback that we can put our trust in that'll get us through a few games until he gets better? Last season, we couldn't say that. I mean, because it was always, ugh, God, I mean, this guy feels like a third stringer, you know, and we just didn't have anyone that we could trust, you know, to pick it up if Kyler Murray got hurt, which, by the way, he did. And he played hurt last season and you could tell the difference. Um, You know, this season, it was just interesting because, you know, he apparently Kyler wanted to play, but it was a a team decision and a coach's decision. No, we're going to hold you off, you know, because that way, you know, you can recover. Plus, we have the bye coming up. I'd rather see you get fully healthy. So, you know, and, and I think wise choice. Yeah. And I think that it was also knowing that we had Colt McCoy, who was a veteran and who could handle himself in that pocket. Uh, and we even saw a little bit of running action from him. So, you know, it was, it was good, you know? Yeah. Well, he, ste- he stepped up too. Yeah. I mean, he's not, you know, He's not the, Kyler, Kyler by any stretch, right? But but right. he can but get a few games. Get, I mean, it's like the the quarterback, the backup quarterback for the Chiefs, and um, he does a great job. I mean, he used to play for Andy Reid, all that. You know, he went to be a high school coach, uh, came back, and you know to help here, and he filled in when Mahomes was out. Um, you know, last season did a great job and then of course you know what little he's filled in you know has been good so well there's also an interesting yeah there's also an interesting dynamic um so colt mccoy was actually kyler murray's one of kyler murray's heroes in the game oh really yes yeah yeah and so and so now you've got this dynamic of colt mccoy is actually helping mentor and train up this this up-and-coming quarterback and you know because he's been in the game for quite a while 
and now, and Kyler Murray can, you know, it's like, well, now we, I know that if something happens to me, the team's not going to crash and burn. Well, mm-hmm. you know, the backup quarterback for the Chiefs, Josh Allen is his name. He refers to himself as Mahomes coach. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. It just really goes to show how much is, how important is a backup quarterback? How important is, is, is if your mainline guy goes down, can you trust the guy that's going to step in that pocket to take over for you? Because if you can't, oh boy, is that a problem? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, sorry. I just made an, a mix up. Not his name is not Josh Allen. I apologize. No, I didn't think it was. I'm thinking, um, I think I know the Bills quarterback. Forgive oh, me. Okay, um, okay. The Chiefs backup quarterback is Chad Henney. And oh, okay. He, yeah. I, okay. So I, I need to state that. But um, the quarterback of the Bills, Josh Allen, who we've seen the Chiefs play, was commenting on how Chad, you know, performs and how him and Mahomes, you know, work together. So, yeah, just making sure I was clear there. Right. No, I follow you. And it's interesting because, like, you know, sometimes, you know, when, you know, sometimes you'll see on the sidelines, uh, um, McCoy and uh, Murray are sitting on the sidelines using the tablets, going over plays, planning out the next series. It's just really interesting to see how those two work together. So, but I really want to, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, Mm -hmm. but if you really sit down and you think about this, okay. There's some other factors to the Seahawks game that really stuck out to me. Not only the defense, but special teams just rocked it. I mean, they just killed it, you know, and by the end of this game, there were a few, so many questions. One, is Russell Wilson okay enough to play because he's not showing it? Number two, apparently there's a lot of people calling for the coach of the Seahawks to be fired. Really? Yes, Pete Carroll. Wow. How long has he been their coach, do you know? Oh, for, for a while. I, I don't know how long, but it's been a while. But there, a lot of people are kind of going, you know what? I think the Cardinals just sunk his, just sent, gave him his last career, you know? And I, I don't know what, what's going to happen with that. I think with what I saw with the Seahawks, uh, unless they have a drastic improvement, they are not, not a, um, they're just not, they're not, they're not playoff worthy. I don't see a team that wants it. Yeah, there's. Oh, geez. There's a lot that goes into that, as you know. So, oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It, it's it's sad to see, you know, because the Seahawks were, you know, just at the top of their game. Absolutely. And Russell Williams. And, you know, you hit hard times and things change. And, you know, well, and, and people come in also, or different styles or, yep. you know, and, and there's and also other, people calling for Russell Wilson to be moved out of that team and onto another team. And sometimes those things are necessary. You know, sometimes it truly does require a change like that and for the better of the team. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I remember when the uh, Cardinals moved um, Patrick Peterson and trade and he went and he left and went to the Vikings, you know, I mean, is he a good player? Yeah. But did he want to leave? Yeah. And, you know, for the good of the team, you kind of have to make those uh, choices, you know, but what really stands out to me right now 
you know, is the importance of the backup quarterback for me. I mean, that's like massive for me. That is so massive right now. That's what we're talking about. Like, you know, so, but I want to talk about, um, you ha- have highlighted an, a player for us or no, before we get to that, I want to actually touch on something that we saw that just, and I said, we were going to touch on this, especially in week 11, the Titans, the Tennessee Titans, who were one of the stronger teams coming into this season and showed it, uh, you know, because they had, they had Derrick Henry, but then he got hurt and, you know, they were still winning games, but they got beat up on by the Houston Texans of all teams. That was a shocker. I don't think anyone saw that coming. No. (laughs) When I saw that score, I was like, what? Am I reading that right? No, that was insane. You know, because I'm sorry, but Houston, they're horrible. You know, they're just horrible, you know, but they beat the Titans. And that's just really heavy. It just goes to show, you know, it doesn't matter how good you are. Anyone can beat you. <laughs> that is true. It I mean, does not matter how why good you, you can, are. You have to remain, you have to remain on your game and you have to remain humble and always you know, I guess be grateful, be grateful when you are at the top of your game or when you are playing well and, you know, enjoying that because things can change in terms, you know, I mean, you can anticipate, you can be prepared, but you can't ever say, okay, I know, you know, I know that, you know, I can beat them. You can't guarantee that you're going to get to get to dance in the postseason. You just cannot guarantee it. I mean, no way. You know? We know that much, right? Right, right. We know that much. But a lot of teams, especially when they've done really well in the playoffs the year before, oh, we'll get there again. Um, not statistically, not. Well, and you know, the Bible even tells you that. The Bible and scripture tells us that. We are not to, in James, that we are not to, we, we can't brag on, you know, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this. But if it be the will of God, now that's, you know. That's, you know what? That's an interesting um, uh, point there. I hadn't even considered that, but you're right, you know. And speaking of, of uh, the Bible and faith matters, Michelle, you've got another uh, player to highlight, don't you? Well, there's so many out there in the NFL right now. I'm really encouraged by this, Teresa, because, you know, the NFL kind of took a turn for, you know, not the best in terms of, um, you know, different, I guess, um, brand um, with a lot of people who are, you know, faith based and Christians. And so this has been really good to really bring awareness to our listeners on the number of players out there that are, you know, playing that have a faith in God and are living out their faith on and off the field. And, you know, the, the one quarterback, um, Dak Prescott, who we're talking about the Cowboys is one, you know, I think is worthy of highlighting, you know, in our podcast today, because he is a player that has overcome so much adversity um, with his mother who had cancer and other brother um, tragedy. And, you know, of course, 
he himself has had, um, you know, some um, ankle fractures, dislocation, having to overcome a season ending injury. And he is also one who uses his, you know, struggles to witness and talk about how God um, uses him, even in his injuries, to be a light for others. And I think, you know, he turns his adversity to a platform. And he, and I think that that is really cool because he can be such um, an encouragement, you know, for, for God on the field and of course off the field. And there's more to his, his life than his career. You know, I mean, getting behind that, uh, his faith and, you know, how he's walking in that on and off the field. I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, we were talking about Dallas and he's, you know, using, he was using his adversity to minister to others and let God be glorified. And it's just an indicator that even through our struggles, right? We need to give God glory and, and God can be with us and we can be used as a light even in our struggles. Amen. Amen. Well, um, I think that's definitely says something, um, you know, if you can, if you can glorify the King, even when, when you've got, like you said, season ending injuries and off the field stuff and, you know, whatever's going on. Doesn't it speak a lot to his character? I mean, I mean, I do know um, he's very excited about, you know, his God's plan for him. And unfortunately, you know, as I said, there was a tragedy. His brother, he lost to suicide and his mom to cancer. And I mean, those, those are things that really affect our emotions and, you know, this and your mental health, all of those things. So, and then of course, like you said, the, the, uh, injury, uh, aspect and glorifying God through it. So anyway, I just think he's one that we should probably honor and, you know, really bring and to, you know, to our listeners for, um, just someone that, you know, we can look up to. And I think that's, uh, that's, that's the whole point of what we're doing. I mean, yes, you and I love to talk football, but the main uh, point of what we're doing is to glorify God on and off the field and highlight those that are truly doing it. And so I'm really uh, glad that we touched on this. Um, not a Cowboys fan, but I can respect the players that live their faith and they, and they pour everything out. Yeah. And after, you know, Mahomes and um, Prescott kind of, I guess, showed respect from the last game when they played. I thought that was really cool because Mahomes, as you know, is a Christian too. And we talked about him and his faith and what he's doing and bringing God glory in his life off the field, on the field too, and his leadership. So I thought that was really a cool thing to see. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, um, there's a lot going forward. I think that uh, we can watch for, you know, keep an eye on these teams, keep an eye on these players, watch how God uses them. Um, and I'm, I'm just really uh, glad that let's face it. Football is an ugly sport. It really, yes. is. it really, like, it really is. Oh, it can be so you're, 
your right. entire, yeah, your goal is to push the man that's in front of you off of that line as hard as you can and impose your will on him. Your goal is to get past your man. And if you're on defense to put a hurt on, on the guy that has his lopsided ball and drop him to the ground or to intercept said ball. And it, it, it can be an ugly, ugly sport, but you know, and then, and then you add in, you know, that, that, like we've touched on the NFL is embracing some cancel culture stuff and other things that don't work with the word of God. Um, but in the midst of that, we're seeing players that were, that are being highlighted that are lights in the darkness. And we have to be, you know, I mean, we're talking to a faith-based audience. We think here we are marketing us, you know, under sports, um, we have to be the salt and the light and, you know, as, as a believer. And sometimes God puts us in the midst of these things, you know, different circumstances and, and those kind of things. It's like, like shifting. That these guys are going through. Right. Like shifting sports a little bit. If you look at the UFC, the um, ultimate fighting uh, championships. Okay. You've got people that get in a cage and and do, literally try and beat the other man in in a mixed or martial arts competition, and you know that can get kind of brutal too. Now, how many people walk into there? You know, and I'm sure there's all kinds of things that happen on the side. But how many people walk into there and they keep their Christian faith intact? Yeah, I that's a whole nother, yeah, that's oh, a I know, whole but it's the same time to talk. But it's, yeah. yeah, no, yeah. but it's the same thing here, right? You know, we're talking about in the middle of a very rough and and, and um, intense sport competition. Can you still keep your faith intact? I think that's what well, we're highlighting. they did in the Old Testament. Very true. Very true. David was a warrior. Look at all the, the you know, King yeah. David, Saul, all, you know, they were warriors. I love it. I love it. And so... And uh, I don't, and and it's funny, you know, Michelle and I, we just love athleticism. We just love watching people. <laughs> we <laughs> we do, and and I think it's really cool when you bring a relational aspect to the players too, and you know, you get to know them as people, you know, because there is, you know, that that need. Uh, it, I think we we attach ourselves to people you know, to watch them, if we know them, or, you know, we go to games of people that we know, and you know, we want to support. And, you know, I just think God, you know, we're drawn as believers to others. And so, you know, it's fun. It's fun to hear different perspectives and to have, you know, have some, watch the competition and, you know, see it all from a healthy perspective. I think we're going to be watching some good football this Thursday. Uh, by the way, I know this is going to come out the day after, but I want to wish, uh, I hope you all had a happy, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, grab some turkey, you know, or, you know, remember, you know, that, what you're thankful for. And of course, I'm sure some of you are going to do it because this is, after all, a football show. Watch some football. Yes. <laughs> you know, watch some football. Um, you know, there's three games. I'm sure you can find out what games are playing. I know the Ravens are. Is it the Ra no Raiders are playing? So that should be interesting. Um, but yeah, sit down and watch some football. So, and there's of course there's going to be plenty of games on Sunday. Um, the Cardinals are going to have a bye, so I'm pretty much going to be watching the Broncos and the Chiefs and keep and keeping an eye on what they're doing. And 
plenty of stuff to touch base on. So uh, with that, Michelle, do you got any last uh, thoughts? I think you kind of summed it up there, Teresa. Check out our Facebook group page fans and, you know, we love your comments and what do you want to hear and all those things from us too. That's right. What teams good. do you want I mean, us to cover? You know, yeah, you let to- us hear from you. And if there's, if there is a faith-based person uh, that, you know, and your network that, you know, as a football player and pro profit football player, you know, let us hear from you there too. I mean, you know, we're, we're just dealing with our sphere of influence and what we know, who we know, people, that kind of thing. But anyway, hopefully you'll all be blessed through this podcast and what we're sharing. Amen. Well, with that, I'm Teresa Blaze. You've been listening to Blazing Guts. We'll talk again next time. We're out. <laughs>